Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is February the 19th, and we are here in the Bible reading plan. Remember, reading one chapter at a time. And on Mondays, we always start in the book of Proverbs. So join me if you can. Otherwise, let me read this over you. And in the end, I'll give you some thoughts before we end our time together. Here we go. Proverbs chapter 8. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver. Knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. By me, kings reign, and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern, and nobles all who rule on earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago, at the very beginning, when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundaries so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence rejoicing in his whole world, in delighting in mankind. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me, find life, and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me, harm themselves. All who hate me 
love death. This concludes the reading of Proverbs 8. Let me give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. And yes, once again, have some friends joining me today. We have Aliyah, Ruzo, and Darius, and I'll let them introduce themselves. So, so of course, we have Ruzo and Aliyah. In just a moment, you'll get to hear from them again. But today, for the first time with us, we have Darius. Hello, Darius. Hi. Will you just please tell us your age, what school you go to, and maybe how long you've been reading the Bible? Yeah. So I'm Darius. I'm 16 years old. And I currently go to Bolingbrook High School. It's my junior year. And I've been studying the Bible seriously f- since summer of this year. This past year? This past year, yes. Okay, what made you start studying the Bible? Uh, I've been getting more serious at church and start leading more and start getting more involved in volunteering. So I wanted to gain more knowledge of why I'm doing it and just to do better. Okay. Hey, how did you, did you just like randomly pick something and start reading it or what'd you do? So it started from many devotions, and I've just been like reading many Bibles and things like that. And I've been studying the Bible with a group of people. And I just really wanted to start from the New Testament because a lot of people have been telling me it's good to start from the New Testament. Okay, that's great. That's great. You know what? And I'm glad you said that because we're going to talk about this at some point. If you really want to understand the New Testament, guess what you got to read? What? The Old Testament. Mm. So we're going to talk about that at some point because yes. the Old Testament actually sets up the New Testament and the New Testament overlays the Old Testament. Mm. So they all work together, but I'm so proud of you for reading the Bible Thank and studying. You. Yeah, keep that up. Mm. Also today, we once again have Ruzo. Hello, Ruzo. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So yesterday, Ruzo, you probably didn't even know I was going to ask you this. You and Aaliyah both started something. You want to tell us what that is? Yes. Aaliyah and I are starting our own podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's a video podcast, and we'll make sure people get the link to that as soon as it's up and ready. Yes, we are so excited. Tell us the name of it. It is named Guided by Grace. Guided by Grace. Can you explain to me what that means or why you guys called it that? Yeah, so we really liked the name because um, we want to live a life that is guided by His grace and His mercy and His compassion um, towards everything that we do. And especially when we talk to people, we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's so good. So when, when you say that, who's leading you and who's guiding you? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in the Lord, obviously. Yes. Uh, and so leading you to other people, leading you into different life situations mm-hmm. and just being guided by the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I can't Yay! wait. Everybody be, be listening and be ready. We'll make sure you know where and when to find that. Mm-hmm. And of course, not only Ruzo, but we also have Aaliyah. Hello, Aaliyah. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. So excited to make sure people get to hear your guys' podcast. Can you just give us just a little bit of a hint of what the first episode is about? Yeah. So the first episode, we're just sharing our stories and our testimonies and how um, we came to know Jesus. Okay. That's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got to listen to you guys. I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there listening. <laughs> and um, not only how you came to know Jesus, but how he actually reintroduced himself to you and you refound him in the middle of your stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for people to get to hear that and get to understand you guys better. But today... We're jumping into a pretty heavy topic here because we are in Proverbs chapter 8. Aaliyah, real quick while you're sitting right there, remind the people, I said that anytime King Solomon is talking about a woman, 
he doesn't necessarily mean a woman. What does he mean? Wisdom. Yep, he's talking about wisdom. And so this whole chapter is very deep about wisdom today. And so we're going to talk about this, but I have a question for you guys. To start this out today, let me ask you, is it possible for me to know truth on my own? Can I come up with truth by myself? If yes or no, why? I think no, because um, like we were born into a, sinful, into a sinful world. And so we don't know like what's right and wrong just on our own. We have to like try to figure it out. Okay. We have to try to figure it out. So we're reasoning with ourselves when you say that, or what does that mean to try to figure it out? Um, what do you mean reasoning with ourselves? Okay. I mean, are you just trying to reason back and forth? Are you trying to battle it out inside you? Like, I think this is true. I don't know if this is true. It sounds true. Like, what is it? What do you mean when you say we have to try to figure it out? Yeah. I do think we have to think about stuff like that and figure it out if it's right or wrong, but we do also have to come to like God and figure out Okay. If he thinks it's right or wrong. So do you think it's possible to find truth without God? I don't think so because he's the only like real truth. Okay. Okay. Darius, how about you? What do you say? Yeah, I feel like we're not supposed to know everything because even in the word, it says that he's the way, the truth, and the life. So he knows everything. And I feel like that's the point of our faith because we're not supposed to know everything. But by walking by his side and learning everything and reading the Bible more and getting a community, we learn stuff throughout the way. I get that, but do you think God is trying to hide truth from us because oh, no. he's the way, the truth, and the life? Does that mean we don't know any truth? Oh, no. He's definitely not trying to hide nothing from us because he gave us the Bible, and that shows everything. So I feel like he just wants us to figure out on our own instead of just giving us and showing us all the truth first. Okay, you said he gave us something specific just now. What did you say? The Bible. The Bible. Why, in, why does that come into this conversation? Because it's the instructions that we need, and it shows real life stories and testimonies that we all go to that can help us find the truth or find why we don't have the truth. Okay, that's good. Let's pause there for one moment with you, Darius. That was a great answer. Ruzo, what about you? Do you think it's possible for us to know truth on our own? I would say no, um, because... God is the one that gave us morals in the first place, the right and the wrong in our hearts. So because it came from him, only truth can come from him. And because God does not lie and there's no sin in him, only truth is in him and only righteousness. So I would say only truth comes from God. And if we do know any truth, it's because God revealed it to us. Okay, but you just said morals. I've heard people say that word a lot. I have good morals. You ever met a really moral person? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we know lots of moral people. Does that mean they know truth? That's a good question. Let me think about that for a second. Okay. That's all right. Because that's kind of a hard question. Just because somebody's a moral person doesn't necessarily mean that they're surrounded by truth mm. or they're chasing after truth. You get what I'm saying there? Yes. Okay. So in this sense, is truth also wisdom? Um, wisdom definitely leads us to truth, right? But somebody can have really good morals and them not understand truth. For instance, I could have a moral to say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to protect human life. Mm -hmm. Not because the truth is that God designed all life, mm -hmm. but because I just like people and I think everybody should be okay. Mm -hmm. Right. That yeah. makes them moral. That doesn't make them necessarily truthful. So in this case, so is the truth, the foundation of why we have morals, that some people don't know the foundation of why we think what we think. 
Okay. In that sense. Yeah, no, that's confusing, but uh, definitely. <laughs> this is confusing, I'm very right? confused. That's okay. That's okay. So here's, here's what I'm trying to say. Just because somebody is moral and good does not mean they're guided by truth. Mm-hmm. Truth has to come from something outside of themselves, where morality yeah. comes from me. I search after morality by looking for what I believe to be the right thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, but doesn't morals come from God? Ah, now we're going to the same question. We're kind of circling back around okay. here. Can somebody be a moral person and not know God in truth? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know the answer exactly. That's okay. That. I anybody feel like else, I'm confused. Anybody else confused right now? How about you, Aaliyah? Are you confused? Yes, I'm a little bit confused. You're a little bit confused. Okay, you started to say something about morals a second ago. What what do you think is the difference between morality and truth? Like, is there a difference there? Um, Well, I think, like, truth is what's right. Like, we know that the Bible is true. We know what God says is true. And then, like, we decide what morals are. So morals (laughs) um, maybe aren't true. Oh, okay. Darius, you got any thoughts to this? I mean, we're a little we're a little confused. We're going in circles a little bit here. We got truth, morality. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of confused as well, but I know like truth, kind of what Leo was saying, like it's what we know is right. Like I'm saying, are, like if somebody tell you, are you telling the truth? Are they saying, are, are you being honest? Are you being truthful? But for morality, I know it has something to do like within you. Like you don't naturally be moral like it's just something that you are like as a personality or something that you just have okay here i just googled the the definition for morality or morals Mm -hmm. and it's this concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior in the goodness or badness of human character okay so a moral person cares about right and wrong behavior they care about the goodness and the badness of human character okay does that make sense yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Okay. Can I be concerned with human behavior and still not be going towards truth? Yes and no. Okay, yes and no. A little confusing. So I have a question. Yes. Is truth knowing what's right and also knowing the right meaning behind it instead of where morals, it's like, you can have the right intentions, but you don't exactly know why it's right. Okay, we're getting somewhere. So tell me, why would that be a problem? If somebody has the right intentions, but they don't know why it's right, why would that still create a gap that causes a problem? Do you see anything wrong with this? For instance, if I'm making a decision, but I don't know why that decision is there, chances are it's been influenced by Mm. something else. Yeah. And what normally is influencing our moral decisions? Society. Society. Yeah. What's the problem with society deciding what's right and wrong? Because it's not stable. One day something's right, the next day it could be wrong for the world, and that's not sustainable. Yeah, we, we even change terms and words and definitions and meanings based on where people feel like they are. You yeah. ever heard the term? It's based on feelings. Yeah. You ever mm. heard the term social construct before? Yes. And basically that's, well, society thought it was this, and so that's why we did it, gotcha. right? And so that the problem with that is as long as we are allowing people to define truth, 
as long as we're allowing other people how they feel and act to decide what's right and wrong, it's always going to be changing. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's good. So then if people can't define truth, who decides what's true? Oh, that's a great question. What do you think? (laughs) I think, well, ultimately, like, God decides what's true, but not everyone believes that. Okay, so just because somebody doesn't believe in God, Mm -hmm. does that really mean that what he says isn't truth? No. Okay, because if they don't believe in God, where are they finding truth from? Themselves. Themselves or the world or what they feel for the moment. Yeah. Right? And so I can, I don't know about you guys, but I could wake up and feel one way one day and think, well, this is going to be good for me. This is the right thing to do. And then the next day be like, what was wrong with me yesterday? Because that wasn't even close to what I need. You ever been that way? Yeah. Okay. All three of you are shaking your heads and saying (laughs) yes, because we don't understand ourselves. Right? Mm, Like our heart is deceitful above all things. And so it tricks us and traps us and brings us places we never wanted to go as it is. So if we're allowing ourselves to figure out truth based on ourselves, we're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. So, Darius, we are going to read the first couple verses here real quickly. And I want just to ask you a question. Okay. So, starting in verse one Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate, leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. Okay, so what King Solomon's trying to do here at this beginning part Mm -hmm. is he's trying to express that wisdom is calling out to people. Mm -hmm. Do you think people want wisdom? And if so, why don't they search for it? I believe that Everyone at least want knowledge, and even if it's not biblical related, just anything related. And I feel like, and I don't know why people don't want to search for knowledge. I feel like who don't want like knowledge in their life? Okay, so, but you would agree that there's some people though that don't search for proper wisdom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't people want knowledge, Ruzo? What do you have to say to this? I feel like there are people that don't search for knowledge because they know it's going to confront their sin and they don't want to change their way they're living. Ooh, okay. So what you're saying right now is they understand that wisdom and knowledge actually confronts how they feel and what they're chasing after sometimes. Yes. And what is the problem with wisdom and knowledge confronting where they're at? Why is that a problem for them? Because they're comfortable in their lifestyle. Okay, and so when someone's comfortable in their lifestyle, truth kind of hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, truth is the light that um, brings whatever they're doing in darkness and into perspective. Into perspective, and you know. Yeah, and so as soon as truth starts coming to them, they realize where they're actually at in their lifestyle. Yes, and it makes them say, "Oh, the pain and the understanding mm. of the depth of where they're really at comes into light." Yeah. And that's why you're also supposed to tell the truth in love because people don't want to be confronted. But if you tell someone that there's a better way to live and that what they're actually doing in their lives is hurting them, then it gives them perspective of, wow, there is a reason to change. There is a reason um, to kind of switch how I'm living. Okay, so you just said it's actually hurting them. There's actually this, this sentiment in the world today that says, well, if it doesn't hurt other people, then it must be okay. So I can do it if it's not a hurting somebody else. Do you agree with that? No. Why? 
well, obviously you don't want to hurt anybody, but, um, and we live in a day and age where people don't even love themselves. So they're thinking if it's not hurting anybody else, it's fine, but they don't realize that it's hurting themselves, but they're not valuing their own lives to the point of, you know what, I need to make a switch in my life for my own, for my own health and for my own good. Because, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, but help me with this, because sometimes people will say, well, that might not be good for you, but it's okay for me. Or they might switch that around. Well, that's okay for you, but this is okay for me. So it sounds like maybe there's not a standard of truth for them in that moment. Like, what do you say to that, Aaliyah? Is is it okay? Is it possible for something to be good for you, but not good for me? I don't think so. Because if if we both have differences inside of that, where are we deciding what is good and what's bad? Right, because then we both have different ideas of what is true, and so, like, there's not an actual true definition of truth. Yeah, it sounds like a pride issue to me. Okay, a pride issue. Tell me what you, tell me what you mean by that, Darius. Because when I think of pride, I think of you thinking that you're too good for something or you put yourself on a pedestal that you're better than people. And for you to say that somebody deserves something that I don't, or I deserve something that they don't, it make it seem like you're just higher than everybody and you're just better than everyone. Okay, so it kind of gets you to a spot where you think you know best, right. and you know what you need, and it doesn't matter what other people say or think. Right. Okay, so in all of this conversation, we're still talking about us defining truth for ourselves. Is there an objective source? Objective means it's outside of us. It's not something that we come up with. Is there an objective source and why does that matter? And just to be clear what I mean by objective, it's outside of us. It's subjective if we're coming up with it. And the problem with subjective truth means I'm deciding truth based on where I'm at, what feels right, and what I look at, right? So is there an objective outside of me truth, and why does that matter? Yes, there is an objective truth, and that is God and his word. And that matters because it is not based on emotion, and it's not based on the circumstance in the moment. It does not change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is why we can base our life on it, not only because it doesn't change, but because it is the truth. Great stuff, Ruzo, because we know that God's word is the truth and God defines truth. Okay, in today's text, there's a very key component here that tells us when and where and how God defined this truth. Aaliyah, do you know where that's at? Verse 22 and 23. Okay, read that to us one more time, will you? The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. Okay, so just break that down for us. When did God define truth? At the beginning before he created the world. Okay, so before he created anything else, he had truth figured out. Yeah. So that means before he spoke, let there be light. Before he said, let the earth form and the seas separate from the ground and all those things, before man was placed on this earth, he had truth according to what this is, what this is saying, right? Yes. Okay, so Darius. Yes. Tell us what does that say about God that he had truth before he created anything? What's something we can know about him? It shows that he had a plan for us from the start, that he wanted wisdom to be something that we have and is something that is essential to our lifestyle. 
Okay, so he wants us to have wisdom. Yes. The first part you said, though, is that he has a specific plan. Yes. Do you believe he has a plan for all people? Oh, 100%. Even it said in Jeremiah 29, 11, that for I know I have the plans to declare the Lord. Yeah. Plans to prosper you will give you hope, a in, the hope in the future. Right. Yeah, yeah. So right. he knows the plans. He understands what he wants for our lives. Yes. And that all comes from what, what King Solomon is saying here. Right. Those things happen because... God had a defined purpose. Yes. He had a defined plan for all of creation. Right. Before he created earth. Before he even created anything. Yes. So that also tells me that God is a God of order. Mm. Ruzo, what do you think it means that God is a God of order? That there is a time and place for everything and that God made everything on purpose and with a purpose when he created the earth and us humans. Okay, so even us humans, God has a specific plan for us, you're saying? Yes. Okay. And even every single one of us individually, God knows the desires of our hearts. And it says in the Bible that he knows every hair that's on our head, that he knows us personally. Yeah. In fact, I love the 139th Psalm that says, um, before we were born, he knew us. Yes. He formed every inward part of our being. He knit us together, right? So mm-hmm. God knows every single thing about us, and he has a perfect plan for us. Yes. Again, I always go back to Romans 12, too, that God's plan is good and pleasing and perfect. Mm-hmm. Can we find those things by just defining for ourselves what is good and bad? No. No. King Solomon is saying this here. At the very beginning of all things, God formed wisdom. He had a plan. He knew what was right and wrong. And he said, if you do it this way, it will be good. Yeah. So here's an interesting thing. What's the tree that Adam and Eve were told do not eat off of? The tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge. Yeah, the and tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, yeah. so here's what that tree, what, what that term actually means. The knowledge of good and evil means the ability to go through and understand something deeply, right? So it's not just I know about it. The knowledge of good and evil, the Hebrew words there actually mean to experience it, to Mm. understand it. Did God want them to experience and understand sin? No. Why? Because it corrupts us and it corrupts our relationship with God. Yeah, and he knew how bad things would be if we allowed sin into our lives. Yes. It would destroy us, eat us away on the inside, cause us to make bad decisions. Mm. And so he did not want Adam and Eve to eat from that tree. Yeah. And that's why he warned Adam and Eve in the beginning, not because he didn't love them or because he didn't want them to enjoy it, but because he knows what's going to happen when we take that decision. And also back to what we were saying about God has a good and perfect plan for all of us. Yes, he does, but also it's our decision if we want to follow it, that it might not always happen unless we choose him. Yeah. Okay. So think of the tree. The serpent comes to Adam and Eve and tries to get them to think God's holding out on them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so in other words, yeah, God might have this good plan, but he really doesn't want you to understand it all. Mm. Truth is, did God want them to understand the knowledge of good and evil? No. No, he didn't want them to go through evil and understand what it causes. Yes. So he was intentionally keeping that from them. But they chose to say, I want to know more. I want to know better because obviously God's holding out on me. Mm. Do you think people today um, struggle to follow God because they think he might hold out something good in their life? Of course. Of course I think people think that. Um, 
our flesh wants um, sin. Our flesh wants all the things that our spirit knows is going to hurt us. And does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, there's people all the time that would say, well, if I start following Jesus, then I can't do this anymore. Mm. I can't do that anymore. And so they think God's actually trying to hold out on them something good. Yeah. And that's their lack of knowledge of God and his plans for them. Because every um, boundary that God has put in place is for our own good. And we as humans, we don't always understand that um, first. So we just think it feels good for us. So it must be good when that's not always the case. Yeah. I I think of a lot of things that young people like yourselves, um, your age has had to think through when, you know, when you think about sexuality, Mm -hmm. that's a hot topic right now. Yeah. Why would God want to hold back from me? Why would he not want me to experience everything Mm -hmm. and, and feel a certain way when in actuality, they're ignoring the truth that actually is meant to set them free and cause them to live this life mm. that they feel wholeness. Yeah. But they're passing that off because they think, just like Adam and Eve thought, well, maybe God's holding back on us. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he doesn't want us to know. Yeah. So, Aaliyah, let me ask you a question. Do our feelings lead us away from the Lord? Are feelings truth? And are we controlled by them? I think our feelings can lead us away from the Lord. Because they're not always true, and I, our feelings change a lot. Like, they can change multiple times in just one day. And if our feelings are changing multiple times in one day, which I'm the same way, <laughs> is it possible that they control us at times? Yeah. So what happens when our feelings are controlling us? What types of decisions are we going to make? We can make bad decisions because um, we'll just make decisions based off of however we feel in the moment. Yeah, give you a good example is sometimes when I'm done with work and maybe we've worked out afterwards and I'm just tired and worn out and I haven't eaten all day, <laughs> do you think I'm going to make good decisions at that moment? No. <laughs> Especially when I'm driving home and you've ridden with me. Yeah. Am I a very patient driver? No. <laughs> hey, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a patient driver at all. And so in those moments, my feelings are causing me to say, well, actually, I don't need to obey the law. I don't need to worry about other people. Just everybody move out of my way and let me get home as quickly as I want. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Okay. You're not supposed to agree so quickly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly right. My feelings control me in those moments. And we live in a world that says, if you feel a certain way, it must be truth. Mm. Is that true or is that not true? Not true. It's not true. Why? I feel like it's not truth because kind of what Leah was saying, our feelings and thoughts change all the time. So when I think about something one day and think about something the other day, you don't know which one is true. So sometimes it can have us feeling like off and on about our feelings and thoughts. Yeah, so again, we go back to the scriptures. We go back to an objective source of truth. Yes. Just so you guys know, I want to make sure this is clear. Feelings are real, though. Yeah. Okay, do you guys know why we have feelings? God created our feelings. They're indicators that help us understand something's out of alignment. So if you're feeling something, the feeling might not be the truth of what's happening, but it is a feeling that's true that something's off for you. So something's out of alignment and you have to stop and figure out what it is. But that doesn't mean what you're feeling is the truth. Right. Because truth only comes from God. Yeah. Yeah. So feelings are indicators, but they are not to be depended on. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Your feelings are supposed to be like warning signs on a dashboard. 
Yes. Right? When something's off with your car, mm. a warning signal goes off. Yeah. That's a feeling. Mm. You have feelings of anger, frustration, pain, hurt, sadness, loneliness. All of those don't mean that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. It means how you feel because of something that is taking place. Yeah. We put too much value on our emotions. And a lot of time we just put our emotions over what God says when we should be putting what God says over our emotions. Exactly right. And if I'm always if I'm always led by my feelings and my emotions, where is there space for God to give me truth inside of that? Nowhere. They're Nowhere. Gonna be unstable. Yeah. Darius, you were about to ask me a question a second ago. Do you remember what that was? It wasn't a question. It was more of a thought. Okay. If that makes sense. Let's hear it. So I was also finna say us with feelings and decisions, it also comes to thinking. And I feel like once we think a lot, we can get so caught up in the whole point of why we're feeling the way we're feeling. And we can think of different solutions and think different options without thinking anything with God. It can get us backtracked. Oh, that's huge. We can outthink ourselves sometimes, right? Like we get so deep into our own thought that we don't even have room for God to tell us what's right. Right, correct. And so we're constantly just thinking about our thinks. And we got to stop and be able to say, no, I want to know the truth. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of land this conversation today. This is good stuff, guys. And hopefully everybody uh, that's listening is understanding what we are saying is simply this. We can think, we can feel, we can try to reason and understand our own way all day long. However, as Solomon was saying, at the very beginning, before anything else was formed, God said, here's truth. He founded and built and made all things on truth. So let me give you King Solomon's final words on this conversation here in verses 34, 35, around there. Okay, he says, blessed are those who listen to me, talking about wisdom now. Wisdom is saying this. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. What King Solomon is saying, if you want life, and if you really value having life to the fullest, you will search for wisdom. You will find it and not try to define it on your own. If you don't, you end up harming yourself, and it says that you actually love death. In other words, you're more okay with something that's leading you into pain and suffering and harm, then you are okay doing the work to find truth and wholeness. So here is my final question for the three of you, which, by the way, you guys have been awesome today. Thank you for working uh, this out with me so that we can kind of just have a, a loose conversation about wisdom. But here's my final question. If, in order to love life, you have to seek out wisdom, What's something you're going to do in your life to make sure you're not constantly just just led by your feelings and emotions and you're finding ways to understand truth? Ruzo, what do you got for us? Yeah, so first um, I would say surrendering my emotions to the Lord and giving that control over to God and not holding that control for myself because then I'm depending on my own strength. But not only that, but also just abiding in the word of God, because then having the word of God in my heart, when I am having those difficult emotions and I want to make actions based on those, I can have scripture in my mind ready to read over myself and ready to speak over myself. 
Psalm 119.11, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. I right? love when that When that verse. word is deep down mm-hmm. inside of us, it keeps us from sinning against God because yes. we're not controlled by ourselves. We're controlled by his word at that point. Yes. So by saying you're going to do this, what's the practice you're going to do regularly? Yeah. So not only praying that prayer of surrender, but also reading my word daily and also putting an extra effort to memorize my word. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Are you memorizing scripture right now? I am. Okay. Keep on doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Keep on doing it. It's so important for us to be able to memorize scripture. And I would encourage you memorize blocks of scripture, not just verses. Yeah. Because then you understand more of the context and what's being said around it. You were going to say one more thing? I will also say something that has helped me tremendously is having post-it notes of scripture around my mirror that I speak over myself every day. And to those of you listening, I would encourage you to do this, that wherever you go in your house daily, put a sticky note there, put a piece of paper there to remind yourself to read over yourself. Because again, in the Bible, it says that there is the power of life and death in the tongue. So if you read that scripture over yourself, you're speaking life and truth over yourself daily. That's good. And Aaliyah, I know you do this also. So can you just kind of share for us some of your thoughts? What's something you're going to do to make sure you're not led by emotion, but by truth? Yeah, so I have a lot of sticky notes on my mirrors. Um, And so finding specific verses that can help with Certain like emotions, I feel like that's good um, yeah. to know like what the Lord says about them. Yeah. So your your sticky notes they kind of remind you um, truths that God has said. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember the reference, but it's the verse that says, "Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right." Philippians four eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about those things, and so seeing that every morning when I'm getting ready, um, it just like reminds me to be thinking about those things and check my thoughts um, with like what the word says. Um, and then also another thing is that when I'm feeling um, emotions is like Ruzo was saying, surrender them to God um, and ask him like, why am I feeling a certain way? So if for some reason I feel angry, ask him why am I angry and help me um, figure out why I'm feeling these things. Good. Cause again, that's an indicator. Something's yeah. out of alignment, right? Like, it's not a sin to be angry. Jesus was angry. You know that, right? Like, when he went into the temple, he was angry, and he flipped over the tables of the money changers because he knew something wasn't right, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. So your feelings are okay. You just have to be able to stop and ask God. What does that look like for you if you're feeling a certain way and you stop and ask God? Do you just pray? Do you journal? What is it that you do? Um, I do both. Uh, definitely, it's hard in the moment to pray about it. Like, if I'm angry, I don't want to just pray like, God, help me not be angry. But I do think it's really important to do that. Sure, so I try sure. to do that, yeah. Yeah, and you journal it also, you said? You write some stuff down? Yeah. When I'm um, going through certain emotions like that, um, it definitely helps to get it out and write it. Yeah. Did you know there's actually something physical with your brain that when you write things down, it's taking it from the thought process and it's showing that mm. you're doing an action towards it. So mm. you're writing those things and it's it's helping your brain kind of calm down and say, OK, I'm working on this. I'm, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. 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 I even journal today at this age, just so you know, <laughs> and as much as I hate to do that at times, because I'm like, oh, it sounds so like, I don't know, so artsy weird. I'm just journaling right now. <laughs> but it is helping me get those thoughts out of my head and allowing me to process that with the Lord. Yeah. So good job. Darius, what about you? What's some things you do to keep you from just being led by your emotions and allowing truth to lead you? 
Yes, I feel like a big thing is to understand that your emotions and your feelings are temporary and that God is eternal. And I was just reading on 2 Corinthians the other day when it says, fix your eyes on the truth and not what is seen, but it's unseen because it's temporary. And it made me realize that sometimes we have to realize that everything that we're going through doesn't have to define us as a person or don't have to define us as our lifestyle because at the end of the day, we have to fix our eyes on what's truth and what is not true. But something that I can do to help me with that is just to pray and pray and ask God for wisdom and for truth and for like guidance to help me to realize what's true and what's not true. Ouch, Darius, you're dropping all this at the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But you just said some really good stuff because you said to remember that um, it's temporary. Like we've all been somewhere where we felt a certain feeling and an emotion and we think that's it. That's the world. This is how it's always going to be. But the truth is... It's a temporary thing. Yes. I. It's funny because there's times where when I'm, I'm, I'm about to face something that I know is going to be difficult, I'll pause, I'll look around, and I'll think to myself, next time I come back to this spot, I'll remember how I felt before this and realize it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. So like yeah. when I dropped Ava off for school, mm. we were walking downtown Naperville, and we got to this one spot, and she was catching snowflakes on her tongue, which was funny because <laughs> it was snowing. And I remember saying to myself, this was just this last time, I remember saying, next time I stand at this same spot, I'll remember, it's okay. She's coming back home. It's, this is temporary. You know, it was an emotional thing yeah. for me. But that's just it. It was an emotion that's temporary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so God still brings us truth, and we have to fix our eyes on that truth and focus on God. Right. Yeah. Man, you guys, this has been awesome stuff today. So proud of you. Keep on searching out God and figuring out what he means inside of your life. And everybody that's listening, I hope this was helpful. Remember to seek out God. He holds the only source of objective truth. He designed it before the foundations of the world. He decided what was truth and how things should be done because he is a God of order and he has a plan for your life. And his words are truth. His thoughts towards you are truth. And his plans for your life are bigger than you'll ever understand if you just seek him out. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek out the kingdom of heaven and all of its righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. Seek out God, seek out his truth, and see what he does in your life. Hey, it's been fun talking with you guys today. Thank you once again to Darius, to Ruzo, and to Aaliyah. So good having you with us. They'll join me again next week. But until then... That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless.